This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Budabaker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Connor to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. One-handed catch and a touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealoux, three-time pro bowler Kyle Vandenbosch, and 13-year NFL veteran Drew Stanton. Well, it is game week, gentlemen. The regular season has finally arrived. That means... We had to bring everyone together. 25 years of playing experience. Oh, yeah, and then there's me, which I have no experience whatsoever between the white lines. But watching the two of you do what you do best, I think I'm somewhat capable of handling the next 60 minutes. But uh, it is good to have everyone back. And, Drew, it is just good to have the regular season here. No more preseason talk. Oh, speculation is over. (laughs) Time to show up and play. I mean, this is... uh... Speculation never ends. Man, I mean, this feels like the longest off season of my of my life and career. Uh, just uh, talking about a team and expectations about moving pieces, about how they're going to fill gaps and and all this stuff. But now is when we get answers, and now is when the fun begins, and you see the beginning of what this team looks like, and then you will get a, a systematic approach of how they're going to try and navigate these waters as they're presented with different challenges. And one of the challenges. Uh, is going to be what does Kyler Murray do to take this offense, this team, this organization to the next level? Kyler Murray, the contracts, how this team finishes seasons, the home record and the lack of success at home going back to last season. All of that we've talked about. Upgrades, losses, additions. But to Drew's point, Kyle, now it's like, okay, let's see what this team has in store for us yeah it's showtime um i mean on top of that there's the narrative of how you approach the preseason kansas city approached the preseason completely different than the cardinals did and um nobody has the answers about how this is going to look what is best um uh, a lot of people think they know what's going to happen but um until the ball is snapped for the first play on sunday we won't get any true answers and i you know it has been a long off season, but I don't recall an off season that kind of kept us engaged with so many different storylines and so many different things popping up. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how Coach Kingsbury and the staff pieces it all together and what type of game plan and how they approach this first game against Kansas City. And not always positive as far as the off season, but as we say, the off season in the National Football League doesn't really exist. It's just different parts of what has become a full calendar year sport and credit the NFL for doing that. But to your point, this is a team now we get to see what they are made of. But the week one opponent, Kansas City, and I'll go back to last season because we all had the same questions, wondering, you're on the road at Tennessee, a Titans team with Derrick Henry. You had Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. What were they going to do? And then, of course, it was a one-sided contest in the Cardinals' favor. It was a huge surprise. Cardinals rolled into that, into a 7-0 and start, 10-2 and start as well, and then the backslide. So I think, Kyle, we were looking at the same questions with the Kansas City Chiefs at home and Patrick Mahomes and all their offensive weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Since Patrick Mahomes has taken over um, as a starting quarterback, they finished top six in the league 
at least top six every year. So what you can expect is the same high-powered offense. You know, they have some questions as well. They've got some new receivers, their offense, they're plugging in new guys. And um, so it's a challenge knowing what, how they're going to approach this game, what their offense is going to look like. But when Patrick Mahomes is under center, it's always a challenge. And so, you know, Vance Joseph, um, again, over the last couple of years, I'm always impressed with his game plans and how he mixes things up and gives different looks. Um, and there's no challenge like this one. And But you can, like you said, you can rewind, look at last year, look at the Tennessee Titans, look what the Titans did to, you know, most other teams that they played in the regular season schedule and feel good at least about the approach and the defensive game plan that they'll have going into this one. Saying that, um, you know, I think that the perception and at least – what I expect is this to be a high-scoring game. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Titans finished as the number one seed in the AFC despite losing to the Cardinals in Week 1. Drew, do you like this Week 1 matchup as far as not easing into the season? <laughs> Although maybe at this point there is no such thing as easing in. Colleges, you can do those the first two or three games non-conference before the regular season or the conference season begins. But I don't know if that happens in the National Football League. Your humility is flattering. You knew that they were the number one seed. You are you are correct in saying that. I didn't have it written down. I, I was it was you. just kind of off right. the top of my head. Well, in saying that, uh, no, I would love to ease in with an easier <laughs> game. You know, um, as opposed to having to have it be a shootout, like Kyle said. But the thing that's interesting, right, when you're dealing with really good coaches or a good culture or a good organization. They don't know their identity yet because uh, as you add pieces, you subtract, you add people on. They're trying to figure that out. What you do know is you're dealing with an extremely aggressive defensive coordinator in Steve Spagnuolo. What he's going to do, he's not afraid to bring all that pressure. So right away, you're going to be tested in protection. Can you run the football? All of the questions that you want to do. Football comes down to blocking, tackling, and being able to do those things extremely well. And to Kyle's point, the camps were two very drastic different camps as far as quarterback exposure of what they're doing. All of these things... But I saw a stat, Patrick Mahomes in his four career week one starts, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. That's scary. <laughs> That's a guy that, again, has put the time and effort in, in the offseason to be able to do that. And though there are different guys in different places and, you know, Tyreek Hill is gone, he still has his security blanket. He still has the ability of a play caller that he's comfortable with. He even gets Matt Nagy back. So Patrick is going to be in complete control. This can't be a back-and-forth match of, of scoreboard watching. It's got to be, okay, let's just protect the football. Let's be smart. Have Kyler go out because again he is going to be without deandre hopkins we know that but we made a concerted effort in the offseason to be able to mitigate all of those factors of knowing what we happened last year of saying we have all this talent around him now we even bolstered the offensive line we have all these guys so again they're going to be able to go down a lot of different paths because do you get more tight ends on the field do you get more running backs on the field how can you do this where do you gain an advantage against this defense and that's where kyler's got to be able to take that next step in uh, his progression as far as a professional the big storyline this week obviously with mahomes coming to town his college head coach cliff kingsbury will be on the opposite sideline and yes king Kingsbury is well aware of what Mahomes can do with the football in his hands. And when you look at what the Cardinals have, especially in the secondary, this might not be a great situation week one for the Cardinals facing Mahomes and company. Here is Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, not ideal, that's for sure. That's, that's a pretty good offense. But obviously we've had some stuff out of our control that, that's, that's happened over the last six months. And it doesn't make it easy, but we're trying to do some things to – 
fix that over the next few weeks. So we'll see see how it plays out. But yeah, you'd like to have a little more depth and experience, I think, um, going to this one. But it's everybody's dealing with something this time of year. The unforeseen situation, especially at the cornerback position. Obviously, you go back early in the offseason. The Cardinals did address the cornerback position, and then you have the tragic passing of Jeff Gladney. You bring in or bring back Antonio Hamilton, and he has an unfortunate incident at home, and he is on or he is on the shelf now for at least the first four games. So you're going in cornerback-wise with Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, Trayvon Mullen, who was just added to the team, Javelin Guidry, who was just added to the team, and your seventh-round draft pick, Christian McCaff- or Christian Matthew. Excuse me. Certainly not ideal to use Kingsbury's choice of words, but this is what you have, and you have to figure out a way to get past this week. Yeah, well, you can protect those corners. You can be able to do different things. And the structure and framework of Vance Joseph's defense, these guys are going to get a full game week prep. Again, some guys play better in man. Some guys are better in zone. You can do stuff to help them out, especially when you have two elite safeties like we have. We have a luxury of being able to kind of help them out. They can communicate. They can over-communicate to these guys on what's going on. And again, we have the capability within the structure of this offense or defense to be able to see what Marco Wilson can do. We're just waiting for him to flip the switch. Everybody's sitting there waiting to see, okay, step up to the challenge, be that guy that we know you can be. And if he, if he does that and, and answers that bell, it kind of helps everybody just take a deep exhale, especially on defense of feeling good about working within the framework of that defense. And again, it takes all three levels on defense to be able to do that. It has to be a concerted effort. Guys have to plaster. They have to be able to stick to guys because Patrick will turn this into a broken play, into a touchdown in a heartbeat. Mullen will be paying attention to this week because he was working out on the side during Monday's practice, and we're all pointing to Wednesday's first practice of game week and then the first injury report. Cliff's been pretty consistent this entire offseason about giving just enough information when it comes to injuries but when you don't see a Marcus Golden on the field a Zach Ertz on the field J.J. Watt still recovering from COVID those are some key pieces that we're still not quite sure will be available on Sunday yeah on top of that there's a lot of you know key players that have missed time during training camp so you don't know where they're at I mean ideally you go into that first game everybody's 100% healthy and then you start to lose players from there um, you know, I think that there's several players that you didn't even mention that are um, are battling injuries that could be potential game time decisions. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see who's available. And uh, um, going back to, you know, what Drew was talking about, preparing for Patrick Mahomes, even if we had, you know, two, three elite corners and quality depth at the cornerback position, to me the key of the game is going to be um, the outside linebacker position, the guys at the defensive tackle, to be able to get pressure but keep him in the pocket because that's how Patrick Mahomes beats you. It's the off-schedule plays, the plays you don't prepare for, the plays that, I mean, you can memorize. You could, They can hand us the playbook, and we can know exactly the plays they're going to run, but how he runs them is so different than most quarterbacks in the league. He doesn't stay in the pocket. He does buy time. He will scramble for first downs when you have everybody covered. But you can cover for three, four seconds, but – his ability to roll out, to buy time for his receivers to get separation for um, Travis Kelsey to find an open spot in his own coverage, that's what usually beats teams. On the injury front, some good news. Rondell Moore was on the practice field. Jonathan Ward close to being 100%. You, you will have all five running backs available at your disposal on Sunday. Still some question marks at the tight end position. And then who are your starting guards? Justin Pugh dealing with a stinger. 
does Cody Ford become that starting left guard with Will Hernandez as your starting right guard? Still questions to be answered, but hey, at least we've got a game at the end of this week that will count. Episode 38 of the Dave Patch Podcast featuring Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney is available right now. To catch up on past episodes, follow the Dave Patch Podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter at PashPod. As we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Siki, your ticket to great seats, a contract extension. We'll get to that next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Pass away over the middle and a diving interception by Thompson. He gets up at the 25, runs left to the 30, and knocked down there. Jalen Thompson with the pick. Thompson with a big-time pick. Throws near side. It's high and picked off at the 30-yard line by Jalen Thompson. He's run out of bounds. The ball batted into the air, and there is Jalen Thompson. Johnny on the spot. Dumps it off near side, and it's picked off at the 30 by Thompson. Running it back near side, 20, 15, 10, 5. He's dying for the pylon. He's out of bounds inside the 10 at the 5-yard line. But what a huge play by Jalen Thompson. A career year for Jalen Thompson in 2021. Led the team in tackles, set career highs in interceptions, passes, defense. Started 12 of 17 games and earlier, actually late last week, rewarded with a three-year contract extension, signed through 2025. As we welcome you back here, the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Siki, your ticket to great seats. Craig Raylu, Drew Stanton, and Kyle Vandenbosch. And the story of Jalen Thompson, Drew, not just a fifth-round draft pick, but fifth-round in the supplemental draft in 2019, and the progress that he has made from then being basically thrown into the fire. He had no offseason whatsoever. He was meeting his teammates and his coaches during training camp that offseason, and then now here he is along with Buda Baker, one of the best safety tandems in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's been remarkable. You look and think back to last year, and those guys were so good at the point of attack, they didn't miss tackles. I mean, you know, they were coming up and filling gaps. And, and again, in this scheme, you need to be able to do that. And and Buddha, with all the accolades he has of being essentially a first-round pick uh, and getting the contract extension and, and being the leader of that defense, has kind of allowed Jalen to just go about his business and being a fifth-round supplemental pick. I remember talking to one of the guys um, in the organization, the front office, and I was like, man, this kid is so good. Does he realize how good he is? And he goes, I don't know if he does, but his agent does. And obviously the contract that he was rewarded with speaks to that. Again, you talk about leading the team in tackles, being able to be around the football, everything he does. They they play so well together, and it's an infectious type of personality that he has to just go about his business. I mean, he is flying around, and everywhere he goes, uh, they do it really well, splitting the field in half between the two of them. One of the better open field tacklers, not just on this team, Kyle, but in the league itself. There is no fear with Jalen Thompson. No, between he and Buddha, um, they're like the erasers back there. Anybody gets through, um, they're not scoring. They're gonna go. They're gonna go to the ground. Um, I watched a cut up that Brian Baldegger did, and it was about Buddha Baker and Jalen Thompson. And you know, the thing that stands out is the tackling, particularly the open field tackling, which is a lost art in the NFL. It's so hard to get receivers, running backs down in the open field, and and they never miss between the two of them. But he went through their tackling their coverage, their ability to blitz, and probably their best asset between the two of them. Um, I know we're talking specifically about Jalen Thompson now is just how quickly they recognize plays 
um, and, and diagnose and, and are able, while it looks like they're playing at a different speed than just about anybody else on the field, that's not because of their athletic ability. It's because of their knowledge of this, their, this defense and their knowledge of what the offense is trying to do. And between the two of them, they're big problem solvers because they're not just sitting deep, taking away the deep threat. They're up in the box a lot, making tackles either at the line of scrimmage or for one or two yard gains. And while those things don't always show up, um, you know, everybody's looking at who's got sacks, who's got interceptions, who's making the big pass breakups. That helped this defense to a large degree last year, their ability to come up in the box and make plays and get guys on the ground. Year six upcoming for Buda, year four for Jalen, and they might be asked to do just a little bit more as far as on the back end, maybe even closer to the line of scrimmage, maybe covering some wide receivers, some running backs, maybe even a tight end as well, because as we discussed, there is a little bit of a question mark or a big question mark at the cornerback position. Here's head coach Cliff Kingsbury on the prospects of Buda and Jalen, maybe up near the line of scrimmage. Definitely big to have guys like that that we feel like we can cover in the slot if, if need be, um, emergency type backup plans. But we, we got to get more depth there um, soon, and, and we're working on that. Certainly sounds like the emergency might be this week. Based <laughs> off of the head coach's comments, we're working on that. They're trying to figure out the best way with this week one matchup against the Chiefs, how to attack what Mahomes has as far as pass catchers are concerned. Yeah, and like Kyle said, right, being able to recognize what's going on, understanding the framework of that offense, and going up against the best tight end in the league, right? I mean, one of those guys is going to give you the best opportunity, and if you feel good about putting one on them or trying to bracket them or do something like that, that will help this team be in a position to win when the time comes. And another thing that Jalen and Buddha do so well is they work in tandem. From a quarterback's perspective, right, if one safety moves before the other or a guy's dropping down in the box or he flies off the hash or anything like that, there's such a tip or a key to a coverage that a quarterback will get because the quarterback always starts or should start from going from the boundary safety to the field safety because you'll find out everything you need to know. And these two guys do such a good job of disguising, holding it, and again, playing off of each other, rocking and rolling is the terminology that you hear a lot for the back end of these guys. And they do it extremely well. So being able to disguise coverage to be able to do all these things and again read react and get downhill fast and again we'll probably see them in coverage more than you would think but they have the capability of doing that and it's not just one guy because usually there's a strong safety and a free safety these guys are interchangeable and that's such a huge asset to be able to have we've seen both near the line of scrimmage whether it's rushing the quarterback or covering a pass catcher the cardinals as we mentioned did address the cornerback position acquiring Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders, claiming Javelin Guidry for off waivers from the Jets. So there are options. We just don't know how well they'll do within this scheme. Kingsbury, though, does like what he's seen so far, limited out of Trayvon Mullen. We like the tape. I mean, big athletic corner that can run, plays physical, I mean, a lot of things that, that fit what we do and, and want to do. And uh, So I'm very glad that we were able to acquire him when we did. Has good size, 6'2", 200 pounds, 37 games, 31 starts. I love the size, Kyle, just because you don't typically see corners that are six feet or taller. The Cardinals now have a couple. Now Christian Matthew is still green, but now you've got someone that is capable with some experience, maybe a fresh start going from Las Vegas to Arizona. 
Yeah, he's definitely got the measurables. Um, every NFL team is looking for the tall corner that can also cover. Um, you, you just like the size because wide receivers in this league, particularly the, the a lot of the really, really good ones are you know, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", and you can have the best coverage in the league, but when you know receivers have that type of catch radius, you would need that length, that corner as well. So, um, you know, you hope he can get up to speed quickly. You hope he's ready to step in and, and, and cover some of these Kansas City receivers week one. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It's it, it's a tough problem to have, and, and you understand why teams, particularly Coach Kingsbury, but a lot of teams in the league are so secretive during the offseason about status and injuries and trying to, you know, everybody's asking every day about updates. Well, um, you know, if you're a team that's in dire need, then other teams kind of have you. So you don't necessarily want to give away that information. You know, hopefully they were able to find a diamond here um, that, you know, the that Oakland overlooked and got rid of before they should have. Certainly did not sound like Trayvon was a part of the Raiders' plans. And the Cardinals say maybe it's an opportunity here in Arizona. We had a chance to hear from Trayvon Mullen earlier this week. I mean, it's not too much different. I played in it before um, my first two years, so it's kind of good that I got a chance to come here and fit right in, learn the terminology, learn the scheme, uh, learn the players, and learn how we communicate. Given his size, Drew, there's at least – from my thought process looking uh, from the outside looking in, with his size and you add a Marco Wilson who's better as an outside corner, and we know this team likes what Byron Murphy does inside, maybe now you have your top three corners and utilizing Byron Murphy where he's best suited, and that's inside versus forced to play outside. Yeah, well, I think, again, as he alluded to, he, he's been in the structure of this defense. He understands what, what it is. Sometimes it's just tweaking things here or there to understand the communication again going back to previously when you have safeties that can tell you what to do look you play quarters coverage a certain way you you have different things that you can do or you even divide it up and say okay we're only going to have you out there in nickel search situations right like you're going to be the third corner you're going to go to the outside when they have 11 personnel on the field or it dictates a base passing game we're not going to trouble you with that we just want to be able to do it because there's different game plans and structures within coverages that you'll see that will dictate what's going to be on the field so there's a way to slowly ease him into this if you feel like you don't want to overwhelm him and maximize his talents right away and kind of slow build and build and build until you just unleash him and say, okay, now you're going out there. Javelin Gidry, by the way, 5'9", 191. He's a speed demon, maybe more so on special teams, but at that size, probably more of an inside corner. But you talk about what this team has in the secondary versus what they're going to see on Sunday. It's going to be a challenge for everyone that is asked to cover a pass catcher. Yeah, you know, you ideally you do love to bring them along slowly, especially since they just got here. The hard part is, you know, one of the big stories of the offseason was the arms race in the AFC West. Well, we open up with two teams from the AFC West that have good quarterbacks, have talented receiver cores. So, um, you know, there's no challenge, like not only week one, but going into week two and even week three against the Rams. So, um, these guys are going to be tested. Um, you know, I think they're sitting in their meetings right now looking at the roster makeup of, of the Arizona Cardinals, and, and they're looking at opportunities. So it's an opportunity for these new players and the, and the players that are that had been on this roster to step up and, and show what they can do because um, you don't, you know, you know, you're not facing 
a Baltimore team that you know is a run-first team and, you know, you can possibly get away with inexperience or bringing new guys into the roster. You're going against a high-powered offense, an offensive coordinator like Andy Reid that changes things up with personnel and motions and shifts so much before the play even starts. So they will be tested right from the get-go. And this is where you hope that Marcus Golden is healthy, that Dennis Gardeck is that player from two years ago, and maybe you found something in a Victor DiMuchegi to affect Patrick Mahomes. So where those guys in the back end aren't covering for an extra second or two. Exactly. I think the pressure that the Cardinals are able to get up front, whether it be with their outside linebackers, with um, how different um, their interior defensive linemen look, the way they got in the backfield in the preseason, the guys that we got to see. Um, you know, I think that's the story of the game. If they can get Patrick Mahomes, particularly get hits on him early, get him on the ground early, keep him in the pocket, make him have to sit in the pocket and make his reads, I think that will be the story of the game. Cardinals and Chiefs kick off at 1.25 on Sunday. We continue here. It is the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Fresh set of downs on the OU 25-yard line. Going deep for Hollywood. Got it. Goodbye. Touchdown Sooners. 75 yards to one of the fastest guys on the field. Kyler Murray to Hollywood Brown. They connected 10 times in 2018. How many times they connect this season in throughout their careers together with the Arizona Cardinals. Dave Pash, by the way, on that call, Oklahoma at Iowa State. And Dave Pash, Ron Wolfie, Paul Calvisi will be on the broadcast this Sunday, week one, Cardinals against the Chiefs. 125 is the kickoff. 8.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins here on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. Let's dive into this matchup, gentlemen, here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Cardinals offense against the Kansas City defense. Everyone's going to focus on Patrick Mahomes, which we've discussed and we will again later on. But you look at what this Cardinals offense has with Kyler Murray, and even without a DeAndre Hopkins, Drew, you still have enough pass catchers in that wide receiver room, and top of the list is we're anxious to see what Hollywood can do back with his former Oklahoma teammate. How excited is Jim Omohundro to not have to play the 2018 (laughs) clip of them and everybody in the Arizona Cardinal fan base to hear that? Uh, because we expect that. Again, he was a first-round pick, a guy that wanted to come here, wanted to be reunited with Kyler Murray and what he brings to the table. Uh, I think the speed that he has on the outside and and what he can add to that, again, there's so many guys that have the ability to step up, and Kyle alluded to the lead-in. Who's going to do it? Who's going to take the bull by the horns? Because he has the capability to do it. AJ's in year two. He's got the capability to do it. Rondell Moore. I mean, guys like Andy Isabella, Greg Dortch, they might be the ones that answer the bell. The availability of Zach Ertz will tell a lot. I remember Cliff talked about it in training camp. He was like, hey, it was kind of fun when we were down on tight ends and we got four wide receivers out on the field. Again, where can you gain an advantage? And against Steve Spagnuolo in this defense, he's going to bring pressure. Yes, the Honey Badger is not there anymore. Tyron Matthew leaves, goes back home. But they got Justin Reed. And in my opinion, he's one of the most underrated safeties in this league. He is a veteran presence that will get guys lined up. He will be very good because Steve's going to bring pressure. We know that. What is the answer when he brings pressure? He's going to bring cover zero, all-out blitz. The ball has to get out of the quarterback hands. Does he check to a screen? Does he try and block it up and say, hey, I'm going to 
beat the extra add on blitzer. All of these things they'll prepare throughout the course of the week. Can they stick to that game plan? Can they be able to do that and get the ball out on the perimeter? Because there is so much talent out there. And it's not just the wide receivers. It's also the tight ends that we have. But the running back group has showed that they can catch the ball and be difference makers as well. Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Greg Dorch, Andy Isabella. Those are your five wide receivers. Remember, no D-hop. Antoine Wesley's on injured reserve. So it's a matter of getting the ball out to your playmakers, regardless of what the Chiefs do on defense. But we talked all preseason, Kyle, about the preseason of Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella. Was there enough room within that wide receiver room to have those two make the team? One or the other, maybe both. But injuries and the suspension to DeAndre Hopkins has opened up the door for both of them. And now, given Antoine Wesley's injury, you're going to see Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella on the field on Sunday. Yeah, you hope that they're able to take advantage of this opportunity. The reps that they get, um, you know, they're both just itching um, to make a contribution to this team to show the playmaking ability that they showed in the preseason. Um, You know, the story of our preseason was that wide receiver position and how consistently through those three preseason games they stepped up, made plays, and proved that they belong not only in the NFL, but they belong on this roster with a talented position group. Um, you know, you got to think that, you know, we just got through 30 minutes of talking about how are we going to cover, how are we going to play against the Kansas City offense with all these weapons. They're probably in Kansas City doing the same thing, both media and in their 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 meeting rooms talking about, look, they've got a lot of weapons. They've got dudes that can flat out fly. they got guys that are a real threat to take it to the house anytime they get their ball in their hands. So, um, you know, they've got a challenge as well. That's why, you know, just – taking a view from afar you think that this is just going to be score after score and you know which team has the ball last you know you hope not um you know while we here have a lot of confidence in Vance Joseph and how he uses his pieces um it may come down to that it may come down to which team has the ball last because there is so many talented weapons on both of these rosters and you brought it up Kyle the amount of speed in that wide receiver room here's head coach Cliff Kingsbury we got to find a way to use it. Um, there's a lot of playmakers in there. There's no doubt, even with Hop, who's you know one of the all-time greats being out first part of the season. Um, I'm excited to watch some of those young guys get their opportunity. AJ looks great, has been back and healthy, and gives us some size out there. And, and then those, those little guys can all really run. So we're, we're going to have a good plan, um, find a way to maximize all, all their talents, and uh, excited to see how we can stretch the field with them. Of course, Kyler's got to have time to wait for those little guys, if you will, to use Cliff's words, to get downfield and have more of a vertical passing game as opposed to the horizontal passing game. I think we saw too much of that last season at times. But Kyler Murray does have the ability to look and look at that second, third, fourth option, no matter how many different wide receivers might be on the field. Yeah, exactly. But I think you also look at you know the quarterback matchups intriguing because there's a similar style of play to both of them. They have the ability to extend plays. Like Kyle was saying, the biggest thing for us as the Arizona Cardinals organization is be can you get Patrick Mahomes to the ground because he keeps plays alive. The same thing can be said for Kyler Murray. He does it so well. He remains a passer to the last possible second. And being able to do that allows him to find things because it's just slow to him. When he gets outside the pocket, his scramble drills are what allows 
the offense to have big plays and create big plays, and it's not just one or two guys that he's looking for. He sees the bigger picture. So his spatial awareness is really something that, that plays into your hand. They're not going to play man against us. They can't. They don't match up. You look at what they do. You look at the structure of that defense. If they do that, it will be a high-scoring affair uh, because they're going to try and force Kyler into mistakes. But at the same time, the M.O. of Cliff Kingsbury in this offense is to pl- press on with tempo, to push on, to be able to put a defense on their heels, to be the aggressor. He wants to do all those things, and this is a perfect week to do it. You just have to make sure that everybody's on the same page and dialed in. Last season, the Chiefs ranked 27th against the pass and finished in the bottom five in sacks. Now, most of that doesn't translate to this season, but again, question marks on that Chiefs defense. We talked about the Cardinals wide receivers. What about the Cardinals running backs? Five in that room, led by James Conner. Question is, what about Eno Benjamin, Jonathan Ward, Daryl Williams, Keonta Ingram? Here's head coach Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, James is going to play, and we're going to um, be smart with him and not wear him out. But those other guys have earned uh, playing time as well, and we'll see where Ward fits in coming off that injury. But Eno and, and Daryl have done a nice job this camp, and then Key um, had a great preseason, and, and we're excited about his future. A lot of talent in that running back room. It was a topic of conversation all preseason, Kyle, about how many do you keep? Can you keep all of them? They chose to keep all of them. Now, was there a reason to do it? Because right now you've got as many running backs as wide receivers. Cliff likes to throw the football. So how many running backs are actually going to get to touch the ball, whether in the backfield or as a wide receiver? That's another big question entering this first game. What is the offense going to look like? We just got done talking about all the speed and all the weapons we have on the outside, but um, it's hard to ignore two of the deepest positions on this team are the running back room and the tight end room. And do you keep those weapons off the field? I mean, um, James Conner did some great things last year, but I think you know one of the things that Cliff just talked about was is I, I think it will be valuable to try to limit his reps, particularly early in the season, but you do have other really talented running backs behind him that can get the job done. They've proven it either in the past or they've proved it in the preseason. So, um, you know, it, this may start out differently than we anticipate. It may start out as, you know, a lot of 12 personnel trying to, um, pound them early, try to wear out their defense, and then go over the top late. So, um, you know, again, this offense can start and evolve so many different ways with the weapons we have, not just at the receiver position, not just with the quarterback, but, you know, and we, we added beef at guard, right? We've got two big road graders that we brought in, so you have to think that that's potentially for a reason as well. They're they're not guys that um, you brought in to you know, be in pass protection 60, 70 times a game. They're guys that you brought in that can move a nose tackle, a defensive tackle off the ball. So um, you got to expect that they're going to lean on the run game at times, maybe early in this game, maybe throughout the game if they have success. So, um, you know, you hope that um, the, the, you roster spots are so valuable. So you have to anticipate that they are going to use um, all of these or at least most of these running backs, and they have a vision about how they want to use them not just in this first game, but throughout the season to try to keep players fresh. Well, one motivated player in that running back room, Daryl Williams. He spent the past four seasons wearing that Chiefs uniform. You know he's going to be anxious to get on the field and contribute to a win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, speaking from a personal standpoint, Drew's probably the same. You always want to play your best. You always have a little bit of extra fire when you take the field against a former team and you try to show that while you're happy where you're at, you're a little bit upset that they didn't do more to try to keep you. Didn't even offer him a contract. Yeah, well, it's a feather in the cap when they go get the W. 
Not expecting 40 rushing attempts, <laughs> but the magic number last season was always that 30 we, mark. We found it, right? They should have just asked us. We had it, Reed. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals single-game tickets are available now. Visit azcardinals.com slash tickets for more information. Again, week one right around the corner. Cardinals and Chiefs will break down what the Cardinals' defense needs to do next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. First and goal at the eight. Mahomes gets the shotgun snap. Pumps, throws for the end zone to Kelsey. Adjusting, makes the catch. Touchdown! Travis Kelsey with a touchdown in the back right corner of the end zone. Kansas City wins it. 42-36 in overtime. And the Chiefs will host their fourth straight AFC Championship game. Just let that sink in for a moment. It's one thing to advance to the championship game for four straight seasons, but to host the game for four straight seasons. Of course, the Chiefs last year lost the Bengals in that AFC title game. The Mahomes to Kelsey touchdown. Westwood one, Kevin Kugler on the call. And, yes, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey will be at State Farm Stadium on Sunday. 125 is the kickoff. Cardinals and Chiefs, as we talk about it here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, presented by Seeky, your ticket to great seats. And as much as the loss of Tyreek Hill will affect things offensively, they still do, talking about the Chiefs here, Kyle, have Travis Kelsey, if not the best tight end, one of the best tight ends in the game, and he is a difference maker and a problem for many defenses. Cardinals, though, might have someone that they can think hang with a Travis Kelsey, and that would be Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, you know, the big mystery uh, throughout the preseason, one of the big mysteries is they talk about this star backer and, and what that means and and what his role will be. Well, you got to think his role this week will be to try to limit uh, what Travis Kelsey can do um, because yeah he um, it's amazing when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs play and how often you say how is Travis Kelsey open like his ability to find the open spot in a zone um, his ability to you know he's the guy that when Patrick Mahomes is scrambling other than just chuck it deep and let Tyreek run under it it's Travis Kelsey that breaks your back every single time and third and long he gets to the sticks and gets the first down so um, if Isaiah Simmons can limit his productivity limit the amount of times that he's able to pick up those third and medium to third and long um, and get the first down that'll be a huge factor in this game because he um, you know you keep thinking well he can't he can't keep doing that week after week, and Travis Kelsey does week after week. He's very productive and makes the big play when the Kansas City Chiefs offense needs it. Does not have the experience of a Travis Kelsey, but Simmons does have the size, the speed, that if he's not lined up opposite Travis Kelsey 90% of the time on Sunday, I'd be surprised. Yeah, well, I think there's different ways to do it as well, right? Like you want to be able to have him just say, okay, go over there and you're going to cover him. That's not going to be the case because as soon as Patrick figures that out, uh, they're so good. They have such good chemistry between the two of them. And from quarterback to tight end, you have the whole field at your disposal because you're starting out in the middle. So you can go in, you can go out, you can go high, you can go low. So I would think Vance would actually try and craft up some different things, show them some cloud corners, being able to change the look up pre versus post snap for them because he sees that Travis does so good through the eyes of the quarterback. He's able to you know, create space. He's crafty at the top of his route. He makes a lot of things look very similar. So, you know, not saying that 
Isaiah Simmons can't cover him. I just don't want to see it every single time in and out because, again, you're you're then putting somebody on him that you are able to identify time and time again. They'll they'll draw something up in the sand and be able to do it because they've been together for so long. And he is the biggest problem. But you have some of these pieces that left that offense. They did a a really good job of finding different guys that fit within that scheme, of filling certain roles. You go out and get a speed guy um, to be able to come in here and still take the top off of coverages because, again, that's a tight end's best friend. And and to the point that everybody has already touched on, Patrick Mahomes – is always going to keep plays alive and be able to extend plays, and that's where you see him and Travis Kelsey at their best. Yeah, no Tyreek Hill, but they did add Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, and drafted Sky Moore with a second-round pick. So there are a number of options outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but always goes back to the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and how this Cardinals team deals with Patrick Mahomes. Here's Jalen Thompson. He's a playmaker. He, you know, extends plays. He can um, do all the little stuff. Um, so, you know, going against a guy like Kyler is big in this week right here. So just got to, when we see our ones this week, we got to stay on our toes and make sure that we're doing the right stuff so that we're ready for this week against uh, Mahomes. How big of an advantage is that, Kyle, when you're a defense and your own team, when you're going against them every single day in practice, that there is some similarity, whether it's the quarterback position, running back, or wide receiver, that that week's opponent does something similar to where now all of a sudden the defense feels a little bit better about going into that matchup? It's it's an advantage for sure. Um, you, you know, if you have a quarterback that you're practicing against in training camp that never breaks the pocket that sits in there, um, doesn't have the ability to scramble. Um, and then all of a sudden you're facing an opponent with a quarterback that, that does extend plays and, and buy time with his legs. Um, it's tough. You know, looking back, at um, there was times when we would take a practice squad running back and put a green hat on him, and he was the quarterback for the week because we had to have – we had to find ways with our – rush pattern to keep him in the pocket everybody had to stay in their rush lanes and everybody had to stay alive to make sure that he wasn't breaking the pocket and killing our dbs because you're just putting him in such a bind when he buys time like that so um you know the cardinals see it and you know the the good thing is is you know trace mcsorley has that ability too and he did some of those things in practice so you're not for the first time seeing a quarterback that's going to pull it down when everybody's covered and pick up whatever yardage he can get um, so I think there is a real advantage, and and quite frankly, I mean, um, you know, Kyler Kyler is a better athlete. Kyler is more dangerous with his legs than Patrick Mahomes is. So um, to a degree, it's it it's it might be a little different. Uh, the other way, it might be a little easier because with Kyler, he will. I mean, you can't take the right angles on him because he's so fast. Whereas Patrick Mahomes, he's always looking to just try to get that one last split second so he can give his guys a second to get open. Perhaps no one knows Mahomes better than Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, his coach at Texas Tech. Here is Kingsbury on Mahomes. Just really proud of the person, you know, more than anything, just watching how he's grown up, the leadership qualities he shows on and off the field. I mean, anytime you watch him in any of those arenas, just um, how socially responsible he is, how he leads, how he treats people, the stuff he does in the community with charities. And, and um, you know, he runs the gamut of, of what you want a sports star to be like and carry himself. And um, so that's, that's been really special to watch that development. 
Cliff did mention on Monday, Drew, that he and Mahomes still communicate. They're part of a text chain, text messages, mostly about Texas Tech stuff. But it is, as Kingsbury mentioned as well, a little surreal to be going against him in the National Football League. I'm sure it is, right? Because this is a guy that you saw mature and become, you know, a young man and grows up and becomes a grown man and a leader of a franchise and and one of the faces of the NFL, if we're being completely honest. I mean, he signed that mega deal and now people have followed. He's been to, you know, four in a row home AFC championship games. He's won Super Bowls. He's a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he has ascended to the elite of the elite and done it in a manner, as Cliff alluded to as well, of saying, Yes, he's tremendous on the field, but he is that guy off the field that people gravitate towards. He does all of those things that you need to do, and you feel good about writing a check and signing a check for a guy like that because you know he's not going to change as soon as that money gets into his hands because he's gone out there and he's proven it week in, week out by the way that he goes out there and plays and makes everybody else better around him. I mean, that's a testament to him. That's how you play this game and why you play this position because you're trying to not only affect the 10 other guys in the huddle next to you, but everybody on that sideline to feel like you're never out of a game and with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback you are never out of the game so how do you try to negate that you keep him off the field right how do you try and stop Kyler Murray you keep him off the field and that's by having a good offense that's by limiting the amount of possessions that he has and not try and turn the ball over uh, it is a full task of 60 minutes you're going to have but it's doable so more ball control you think maybe based off the running backs that to Drew's point, Kyle, that the best defense might be this Cardinals offense? Well, yeah, quite honestly. And when you're playing a high-powered offense, uh, a lot of times you you talk about it's okay if they score, but they're going to score threes and not sevens. And you want, you know, this is the one game where um, time of possession, I think, will be a big factor, just keeping offenses off the field. Again, Cardinals and Chiefs, week one, 125 is the kickoff. 8.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins. And, of course, we'll be right back here in one week's time talking about it with you here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Seeky, your ticket to great seats. Special thanks to those behind the scenes, Jim Omohundro, Zach Larson. For Kyle Vandenbosch, Drew Stanton, I'm Craig Riolu. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. 15-10-5, touchdown, Zach Ertz. Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score, touchdown. Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown, Cardinals win. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.